0: Church, I want to say thank you to every single person that's been partnering with Police Church over this lockdown period. I know it's been tough for so many people. For us as a church, it's been tough knowing that we are unable to gather together physically. Um, It's just so abnormal for us as a church not to gather. And so it has been tough for a lot of people. But when we pull together, when we as a church support each other and just literally just... Give away from ourselves over this time period. I believe that this time period, we are going to see great miracles take place. I love the fact that the kingdom of God is still going forward. The kingdom of God is still advancing. The kingdom of God is still being represented in a powerful, powerful way. And that's through our partnership. Thank you for partnering with us as we partner with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords in literally just spreading out the gospel all over the place. So thank you so much for just sowing and partnering with us. Well, we're going to get into God's word, and I just want to say last week we started talking about uh, the advice that James gives us in terms of when we go through trials. You know, a lot of preachers focus on the fact of trials and tribulations and hardships and I want to focus on the fact that, you know what, yes, we go through these tough times. Yes, there's hardships that we face. Yes, we uh, join in with the suffering of Jesus Christ. But I want to remind you where we ended off last week. Even though we share in carrying the cross, even though we share in, in, in troubles and going through hardships just like Jesus did, I want to remind you that we also share in the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. The Bible makes the statement that you and I have the same spirit that was in Christ Jesus, the same spirit that caused Jesus to be raised from the grave. That same spirit, ladies and gentlemen, for someone out there, you've got to hear this. Before we start the sermon, I'm speaking life to someone here today. I need you to hear the fact that that same spirit, the Holy Spirit, lives in you. There is absolutely nothing impossible for the believer who believes in Jesus Christ. Because if you can have faith, the Bible says, as small as a mustard seed, you can say to a mountain, be cast into a sea and it shall take place. Ladies and gentlemen, for someone out there, we've got to understand something. Yes, we go through hard times. Yes, Jesus never promised us an easy life. But he also promised us that when he goes to his father, he will send another comforter and he will be with us till the end of the age. So someone out there, take this word of encouragement. Stand up. Rise up. Do not allow yourself to uh, to, to stay on the ground. It's time to stand up. For someone out there, God is saying, rise up. Stand up because he is in you. So you ready for the sermon this morning? I am so excited. I believe that God is going to do something supernatural in our lives. And I really believe that today, if we close our ears to the voice of man and open up our ears to the voice of the Holy Spirit himself today, speaking through God's word, something is going to change. Are you ready for it? I'm ready for it. And I know there are a whole lot of other people in agreement today. Let's pray in Jesus' name. So Father, we come to you in the precious and wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Lord, as we turn to your word now, Lord, there are so many different voices in this world. Many of those voices are negative. Many of those voices, Lord, speak curses. But today we want to block our ears to them and hear you speak to us. Lord, let not a man's opinion shape us. But let the voice of God through the power of the Holy Spirit encourage us, build us up, and draw us closer to your will, your plans, and purposes for our lives. So, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, let your word just speak to our hearts today. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, east Church, if you agree that God's gonna do something amazing in your life today, if you're a visitor on our online platform for the first time and you believe that God is gonna speak to you today, press that heart. Come on, let's get excited because God is about to speak to us. Like I said last week, We were quoting the book of James, how James was explaining to us what and how we should approach trials. And I'm going to quote the scripture we read last week, James chapter 1 verse 1 to 2 says this, James, a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes which are, and I highlighted this word last week, which are scattered abroad, greetings my brethren, the important part, count it all, what, joy when you fall into various trials. James, last week, just recap quickly. James was teaching us that when we go through trials, when we go through hardships, we must rejoice. Praise needs to be continuously on our lips. Ladies and gentlemen, the church's praise of Jesus Christ is not dependent on the situation or circumstances that we find ourselves in. I want you to know something. Your situation, circumstance, often depends on the praise that is in your lips. As the church begins to praise God, the enemy will be scattered. As we lift up our voices in rejoicing in the power of God, I want you to know something. The walls of Jericho is going to come down. Prison doors are going to be opened as the church begins to praise. Every trial will always bring an opportunity for the kingdom of God to advance. I want you to hear that. I want to say it again. When you're going through a trial, when you're going through a hardship, I believe God creates opportunities for His kingdom to advance in a supernatural way. The Bible says count. The word count means to think, to regard, to look upon. And last week I highlighted the fact to judge and to stand over. I want to encourage someone again. Come on, listen to me very carefully. Change your view. Get a heavenly view of the situation that you're in. Because when we go through a heavenly view, we understand that we are actually over our enemy. We stand over him. He has no power, no authority over you. The Bible says the enemy is at our feet. Don't allow the devil on your back because he does not belong there. He belongs at our feet. The Bible says he has no authority over us. Not, not, Not one ounce of authority over us because Jesus has all authority. Come on, church. Don't allow the devil to get on your back. Keep him at your feet. And how we do that, keep on praising God. You see, Ryan's view of that word count says this. When you go through trials and you you need to have a view from the top, not the bottom, always have heaven's view. Always see God's point of view. Second thing we spoke about last week is recognize, recognize the Lord in the midst of the trial. I want you to know something very important for you to understand this. God has not left you. The coronavirus, the lockdown, has not taken God by surprise. might have taken us by surprise, but not Him. Everyone else might abandon you. God will never, ever leave you. He'll never forsake you. God has a plan for us. Part of the plan in every trial, in every every hardship that comes our way, is simply this, to conform us to the image of His Son. Trials are really working for us. And not against us. You must understand that. Trials produces something amazing in us. I love the fact that the enemy is always trying to steal, kill and destroy. But Jesus has come to bring life. You've got to understand, I spoke about this week. where the enemy comes in and he tries to squeeze you, he tries to choke the life out of you. You see, when he begins to choke initially, a little bit of Ryan comes out, a little bit of, a, a little bit of a, a, a rejection, a little bit of a, a suffering, a little bit of a self, a little bit of all those impurities that might be in us. But as these things disappear, what comes out after that is Jesus Christ. You've got to understand something. He wants us to be conformed to the image of Christ. After the devil uh, tries to destroy us, maybe we are destroyed. But Jesus Christ always lives. He always reigns. And when he comes out of us, whoa, be careful, enemy. Bible says, submit to God, resist the devil, and what must he do? He must flee. He has to run away like the Bible describes, like a dog with his tail between his legs. Come on, church, there's victory coming for someone here today. Get excited, because God is about to turn the situation around and allow his son to shine through us. We go to the scripture, Romans 8, 28, and he says, and we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God To those who are called according to his purpose, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined, here's the plan, here's the plan, to be conformed to the image of his son. Yeah, I want you to know something. Where I ended off last week was simply this. I said, many preachers preach like this. And sometimes, I must admit, even though there's truth in it, sometimes we focus so much on the suffering. Sometimes there are preachers out there that, that their whole sermon subject line is, "Come on, we're going to go through hard times, guys. It's tough being a Christian. You're going to get sick. There's going to be poverty. There's going to be disease. It's all hardship. It's all pain. Because the Bible teaches that we've got to suffer with Christ." Now, let me just say, there's an element of truth to that, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus never promised us an easy life. He never promised us that we'd just cruise through this life and nothing would ever go wrong. In fact, Jesus did promise us that troubles will come. But he also said be of good cheer why because he has overcome the world you see yes in our suffering we share with the sufferings of christ but here's the important part, and this is where we're going to start off this whole sermon today. Is simply this, ladies and gentlemen, I need you to know this. Yes, we share in the cross. Yes, we share in the suffering, but we also share in the resurrection power of Jesus. Come on, I want you to know something. It's time for us to change our focus on the suffering from the cross and focus on the fact that that tomb is empty. We've got to focus on the fact, that we're, going be, we're going to be celebrating Pentecost soon. we have got to celebrate the fact that Jesus has left this earth and he's now seated at the right hand of the Father. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know something. If Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, it means that he has all authority. It means that he is the ear of the Father. And when we pray in the name of Jesus, we are guaranteed that our prayers are going directly to the Father, the creator of the universe. We are on the winner's side. We are on God's side. And if God is for us, the Bible says, who or what can be against us? Be encouraged today, church. God is fighting for you. So we're going to move on to the sermon, and and the the third thing that I want to talk about is that in the midst of a trial, James teaches us this amazing thing. He says this, remain confident in the Lord. You might say, what does that mean? Well, James chapter 1 verse 4 says this, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, listen to this word, and be complete and lacking nothing. Come on. I don't know about you. Many of us, we are in a place called lack. Many of us, we're in a place where we don't have what uh, we should have. But here's the promise. Here's the promise. And when you go through this trial, and if you go through this trial, praising the name of Jesus Christ, keep on praising God for who He is, uh, recognizing that the Lord has a plan, and the plan is to reveal Jesus Christ through you. Here's the promise. You will lack nothing. What does God want to produce in our lives? Lives, he wants to produce patience, he wants to produce endurance, the ability to keep going when things go tough. In the Bible, by the way, the word patience is not this passive type of patience. Come on, I want you, I want you to understand this. This is important for someone here today. You see, patience doesn't mean this. Oh well, life is bad. Oh well, life is just so tough. What must be, must just be, I'm just going to sit here and allow the world to keep on kicking me and pushing me down and keep me in the dirt for the rest of my life. No, that, ladies and gentlemen, is not the patience that Jesus Christ is talking about. God is not producing a group of people that throw up their hands and say, what will be, will be. I'll just stand here and just take it. No, I believe that God is actually raising up a mighty group of believers. I want you to know something. God is raising up people, an army of of believers that were willing to stand for what they believe in. They're willing to say, no matter what the world throws at us, We will continue to praise God. We will always put God first. Believers are people that actually have guts, like I say, to believe God, even though everything is going wrong in their homes, in their businesses, in their relationships. They will continue to praise God. They will continue to worship God. When they have no money, they will still sow. When they have have everything coming against them, they will still be people that will speak the promises of God, speak words of faith. When there is no love around them they're the ones that will show love let me just say god i believe is raising up an army of i'm going to say it again believers are you a believer or not you see i want to be a believer it is a courageous perseverance in the face of suffering and difficulty that god is calling us to be i do not believe it's time in the midst of lockdown for the church to remain silent I want you to know something. I believe in the midst of this lockdown, it's time for the church of Jesus Christ to stand up and be accounted for. What what am I saying? Here's the thing. This is what I'm saying. If you really believe that God is the healer, pray for the sick. If you really believe that God is your provider, give away from yourselves. If you believe that God is, is a perfect love, then let us show love. Those who are unlovable, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the church of Jesus Christ to stand up. You see, trials produce a maturity and a character. 1 Peter 5, verse 10 says this But may the God of all grace, who called us to this eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, listen to this perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. I want you to know something. Ladies and gentlemen, here is some good news. Yes, you're going through a hardship. Yes, we're going through a trial. But this is all going to end up in one way for us who are real believers in Jesus Christ. We will end up being... Perfected, We will end up being established. We'll end up being strengthened. We'll end up being in a place of settlement. You know why? Because God is fighting for us. And I do not believe that the church of Jesus Christ need to just stay there and, and just take it after uh, beating after beating. Let me just say, it's time for the church to stand up in a supernatural power of the Holy Spirit in this day and an age. You see, a lot of people, have gone through hardships. A lot of people have gone through failures. Some have stayed in the hardships. Some have stayed in the the failure. Some, their whole uh, persona is now failure. But I want you to know something. There's a whole lot of people that have been in the same place, yet they've come out to the other side victorious. A man named Abraham Lincoln. Everyone knows Abraham Lincoln's story, but let me one more time remind you of this great man. When he was seven years old, his family was forced out of their home on a legal technicality. And he had to work at the age of seven to support them. At the age of nine, his mother died. At 22, he lost his job as a store clerk. He wanted to go to law school, but his education wasn't good enough. At 23, he went into debt to become a partner in a small store. At 26, his business partner died, leaving him a huge debt. That took him years to repay. At 28, after courting a girl for four years, and he asked her to marry him, and guess what her answer was? The answer was no. At 37, on his third try, he was elected to Congress. But two years later, he failed to be reelected. At 41, his four-year-old son died. At 45, he ran for the Senate and lost. At 47, he failed as the vice-presidential candidate. At 49, he ran for Senate again, and guess what? He lost. At 51, he was elected President of the United States. His name, like I said, is Abraham Lincoln, one of the greatest leaders that America has ever produced. Can I tell you something about that man, and what we need to learn today is that he persevered. He did not give up. He did not allow failure to dictate his future for him. Ladies and gentlemen, for someone out there, yes, you're going through a hardship. Yes, you're going through a trial. But do not let this trial, this hardship, shape the rest of your life. In fact, what should happen is, this should inspire you to put more trust in Jesus Christ, to put more trust in God, so that you can achieve greater things than you ever imagined for your life. Why? Because God is with you. An elderly Christian man in a communist-controlled Budapest remarked when asked about the effects of persecution uh, on the lives of Christians, he said these words, it's like a deep, fast-flowing Danube River. The banks of the river were artificially narrowed throughout the city of Budapest. As a result, the river's fast waters dug deeper and deeper into the river bottom. Believers under restrictions and persecution have limited freedom. But their narrowed lives have found great depth in going deeper with Jesus Christ. I want to just pause there for a moment. I follow many people who are involved in the prophetic ministry. And there's a common thread amongst all the prophets that I'm reading at the moment. They are all saying the same thing. You know what they're saying? It's time for the church to go deeper. Now for a moment I I was asking God, what does it mean to go deeper? Then all of a sudden I read this quote and I realized something. The more you restrict the church, the more that the church is persecuted, I believe the deeper we are going to go with Jesus Christ. Last week I started the sermon by telling you the difference between a palm tree and an oak tree. Palm tree, shallow roots, wind blows over. Oak tree, deep roots, stand strong. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe God is doing something amazing in our lives. He's causing our roots to go deeper and deeper and deeper in the presence of God. James chapter 1, verse 12 says this. Blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown. Listen to this. The crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. I want to repeat that. It's something important. I want to highlight to you. Blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he has been approved, he will receive what? The crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Trials produce patience. Trials produce approval. So here's a couple of things we've got to understand about trials. Okay? And I read this in a book. So this is not my statement, but I read this in a book. And I want you to hear this. It says this. Firstly... When you go through a trial, Christian character is grown. Secondly, he is rewarded by bringing glory to God. And thirdly, I love this, he is granted the crown of life. I want to highlight something here. The crown of life. Ladies and gentlemen, whenever you read the word crown, a crown always speaks of authority. Whenever you read about crowns, you speak, you hear and speak about authority. I want to prophesy that there are those that are going to get through this trial and you are going to be in a place of greater authority I want you to hear that because you're going to be the person that's going to say I've been there I've done that I've passed the test God was with me God allowed me to overcome God gave me victory and all of a sudden you're going to become a person of a greater authority God is going to produce a crown of life life meaning you've got experience life meaning you can tell people I've been there I've done that God has, delivered me and he has saved me he has uh, provided for me and that is going to produce authority in your life so here's the great news the church of jesus christ today we're going to have a greater authority in our lives like i say everyone focus on the fact that we are suffering we must suffer with christ i say it again today i want you to hear me we also we also enjoy the resurrection power of god listen to this ephesians chapter 2 verse 4 to 6 rich in mercy for his great love with which he loved us even when we were dead in our sins has made us alive together with christ by grace you have been saved and has listen to these words. past tense and has raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenlies in christ jesus come on i want you to hear what the bible is saying Yes, we we suffer with Christ, but at the same time, past tense, He has raised us up to sit together with Christ in the heavenlies. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know something. God is busy raising up His church. He is busy raising you up. You might feel like everything's over. You might feel like you're in that tomb. You might feel like there's grave clothes that's restricting you. I want you to know something today. God has raised us, has raised us up in Christ Jesus. Come on. Lastly today, what does James say when we go through trials? Yes, we've got to praise God. Yes, we've got to recognize that God has a plan in this, in this time period. And yes, we've got to know that um, he, he's going to allow us to go deeper and deeper with Him. And we're going to remain confident in the Lord. But the last point I want to make is this. When we go through the trials, when we go through hardships, we need to pray and request from the Lord. Listen to this. James chapter 1, verse 5. If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives to all liberally without reproach, and it will be given to him. God wants us to request his help. When we're going through uh, these difficulties, we should be praying. But the question I have today is simply this. When you're going through a hardship, when you're going through a painful moment, what should we be praying for? So some people say, well, I'm going to pray that God give me more money. I'm going to pray that God gives me a new job. I'm going to pray that God is going to protect. It's all good. It's all great. But James says this, When you go through trials, pray for wisdom. Have you ever thought of that? Let's press the pause button for a moment. Let's look at our prayer life up to this point as we're going through this coronavirus lockdown. What has your prayer life been like? What have you been praying for? Have we ever asked God for wisdom? Wow. Wow. Wisdom. Wisdom. The Webster's Unabridged Dictionary defines wisdom as knowledge and the capacity to to use it. Knowledge and the capacity to use it. Come on, church. As we get ready, we go through these trials, begin to ask God for wisdom, knowledge of what to do, and at the same time, the courage to practice what God actually reveals in our life. We need to pray that God give us wisdom. You see, I love the fact the Bible's made a promise that we have the mind of Christ. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Church, it's time for us to think like Jesus. Come on, let's use some examples. People hungry, thousands of people hungry. Jesus tells his disciples, you feed them. Come on, imagine me in that situation. Perhaps you're in that situation. Lord, I don't know how to put food on my table. Lord, I've 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 just got such a little resource. I don't know how to make it last. Lord, I don't know what to do. Uh, uh, Give me help. Maybe we should say, Lord, give me wisdom. Let me be able to think the way Jesus thought. Jesus took what was little and he fed thousands. You know that God can do that for you. Jesus is the same yesterday today and forever God could provide for thousands of people I want you to know something he can provide for you and your family. We need wisdom Whatever we ask for James chapter 1 verse 6 to 8 says this but let him ask in faith with no doubting for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind for let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Ladies and gentlemen, we're drawing to a close. I said in the beginning that God is raising up an army of believers. We've got to be people of faith. The story is told of a great Scottish preacher who prayed in the morning for rain. As he went to church in the afternoon, his daughter said, Well, Dad, here's the umbrella. Papa, here's the umbrella. And the dad turned around and said, Why do I need the umbrella? And she replied and said, Well, in the morning you prayed for rain. Don't you expect God to send rain? Wow. The story goes, the preacher took the umbrella with him to the service. On his way back home, it rained. Ladies and gentlemen, I want us to get to a place where we actually believe God. Where we actually believe that God is going to do something supernatural in our lives. Ladies and gentlemen, throughout scripture, and I'm drawing to a close, throughout scripture, we read it over and over again. Many of God's people, before they were elevated to a place of authority, before they were elevated to a place of leadership, before they were elevated to a place of victory, went through a trial. For example, Joseph spent 13 years as a slave and a prisoner before God appointed him as governor of Egypt. In fact, reviewing his suffering before his brothers, Joseph said these powerful words. And I believe that this is for someone here today. Come on, if you take these words literally for you this morning. Genesis 50 verse 20. Joseph, after after being in a trial and hardship for many, many years, all of a sudden it's elevated to a place of leadership, a place where he always wanted to be, a place of victory, a place of overcoming. This is his words. Genesis 50 verse 20. But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. In order to bring it about as it is this day, to save many people. People alive. I want you to know something, and I said it again, I'm gonna say it again. God is gonna produce us to conform to Jesus Christ. In the midst of this trial, more of Jesus is gonna come out of Ryan, more of Jesus is gonna come out of you. God is gonna place you in a place of authority so that people can be saved. Moses spent 40 years in a desert before the Lord used him. To lead Israel out. David fled from Saul for probably about 10 to 12 years before he became king. Why I'm giving you these examples is simply this. There's a pattern. Every person that achieved greatness in the Bible went through a trial. Went through a tribulation. Even Jesus had to die before he was resurrected. So perhaps you're going through a hardship. Perhaps you're going through a trial. Perhaps it's tough out there. Could it be that God has got a greater plan for your life? Could it be that God is setting you up for something great? Could it be that victory is just around the corner? I encourage you, don't give up. I encourage you, stay firm, stay strong in Jesus Christ. God is going to work for you and not against you. I like every head bowed, every eye closed, just for a moment. Church Jesus loves us he has never left us and he will never forsake us while you're going through this hardship why are you going through this tough time understand that god is working his plans his purposes working to allow his kingdom to flow into and through our lives the enemy might be trying to kill steal and destroy But he has come to bring life. So while you are in the midst of this trial and this hardship, understand that victory is coming. Many, many others out there have gone through trials and tribulations. And because they are believers in Christ, believing God's promises. When they came to the other side, God established them. God built them up. God gave them authority like he's going to do for you. So let's pray together. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for every person listening. Lord, this might not be a sermon that we want to hear, but this is a sermon we have to hear. I pray that you would strengthen us, you would equip us, you would build us up through your Holy Spirit. So Lord, in Jesus' name, I pray that every believer here, no matter where we are in our relationship with you, no matter where we are in our walk of life, that Lord, today... We would be encouraged to know that God, you're still on the throne. You're the one that's leading and guiding us. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone says, Amen.